Hello again, and thanks for listening today. This is Stepping Into Freedom, the podcast about standing fast in the liberty wherewith we have been made free from Alma 5840 in the Book of Mormon. Today is episode 59 with Seidel Schultz. Seidel is a vocal coach um, who is passionate about helping women find their voice and express their hearts. Um, my wife Lorraine was the exact same way when she taught vocal lessons, so awesome for that. Um, Seidel loves music and uses it to help create movement in life. She values acceptance, fun, radiance, and incorporates them into her business as she helps her students feel unconditional love so they can speak and sing from their hearts, which is the right way to do it anyways. So um, I believe that as we express from our hearts, we radiate beauty within, and we'll be talking today about the armor of God. So, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Paul, and I just want to offer my condolences and send love to you and your family for the passing of your wife this last week. Awesome. Well, appreciate that. There's just a ton of support up here, and I mean, I have my moments, but you know, when I when no one else is around, because I was trained well the last ten years to um, put on a smile no matter how I'm feeling. So, because that helps others, right? So, um, yeah. Anything you want to start off with? With your, any thoughts you wanted to begin with for yourself, or you want to just dive right in? I have to tell you, I'm so passionate about the armor of God, like, so, pa- it is, it fires me up, and I know that it is one of the biggest keys that Heavenly Father has given us to um, keep ourselves protected from Satan, and so this, I am so incredibly excited to talk about this. Awesome sauce. So, um, like I talked to you about before, uh, one of my favorite parts of the symbolism in the armor of God is the sword of the spirit. Double-edged sword, the way, the way the Doctrine and Covenants talks about it, right, I think? And in fact, my wife actually bought me one of those novelty swords from a store in a local mall nearby us years back. The store's no longer there now. But uh, it was a birthday gift, and it, it was a year or two later, I think, she bought me a custom metal engraver so I could do this. And for oh those who can't, God. those who can't see this, it's a, it's a sword. I'll put it in the thumbnail of the picture, and I post this. It's a, a, one of those swords, and I, I, the engraver. I put the sword of the spirit on it. So, <laughs> um, but it's a good reminder, right? And so, could you talk about any personal experience where you felt or observed, you know, more freedom come into your life as you applied, you know, some specific piece of that spiritual armor to you? Oh my goodness. I can think of dozens. Where, where to start? <laughs> where, yes, where to start. I And I think, like, P- Pick a few back, if you want, yeah, pick a few. <laughs> going through my mind and thinking about the days where I just felt really good, I can pinpoint exactly which piece of armor was in place for that day. And so, so yes, it's, it's hard to pick just one. It's hard to pick just five. But um, I think for me... The most, well, you know, there is order, right? God created order and there's purpose in his order. And there's a reason why he lists um, girding our loins with truth as the very first thing. There's a reason why that's the very first thing that we put on. Um, There's a reason to the order he lists them in. And um, so I I focused on that one specifically for a while, um, girding my loins with truth because our loins, like if you think about it, you could get 
um, hurt anywhere in the body, but if you get hurt in the stomach, it's <laughs> fatal pretty quickly because of all the fluid that fills your belly, that's um, pretty fatal. Um, that's going to leak out and like corrode stuff fast. Right, so fast. And, and also, if you think about your abdomen, um, you, <laughs> you use your abs to do everything, including walking and um, laughing and and picking something up that comes in, even though we don't realize we're using that piece, we are using that piece in every single thing that we do. Well, the, the other right? thing I think of too is the sacred nature of human power procreation, right? Right. So. Right. Exactly, and that's in that in that area where we are girding our loins with truth, and um, and so when I I think about truth, and I think about the times where. I'm really struggling with something or I'm in, I'm afraid or I'm in doubt or anything like that. The, the key thing that helps me get out the fastest is remembering truth. So remembering who I am, remembering whose I am and, and really applying those. So whose I am is like, Right, that's first. Remembering who's I am. Which is a great dovetail from last episode, which was all about our divine heritage. So. Oh, that's funny. So, right. So, remembering who's I am, because I'm God's, and I'm his daughter, which gives me divine inheritance and divine nature, and then remembering who I am. And not just like, oh, I'm a really good mother, or I'm a really good vocalist, or I can cook really well, but like, I am in my core music. I am in my core light. I'm in my core love and unconditional acceptance. And like all those things are core about me. And when I go back each time, when I go back to remembering that, I no, I no longer, like the fear is so much easier to address. Oh my goodness. Well, then you, when you say like the fear is easier to address, um, oh, what's that thing I saw? What was it? Maybe a month or so ago? It says everything you want, or I should say also everything you need as well, is on the other side of fear. Yes, yeah, right? I saw that recently too, yeah. I really love it. It's true because that's our, our block, right? And we have to work really hard to get on, like, you have to want it bad enough that you're willing to let go of all of the things. Yeah, have you heard, um, what's it, there's a song by Switchfoot on their album that came out in January, uh, Native Tongue. It's, it's called Strength to Let Go. Oh, I haven't heard it yet. And uh, you got to check that out. It's really, really good. Like, uh, the whole album is just full of awesome stuff. And uh, the, you know, the whole song is based around, uh, I hold on to these things like fears and everything, and you know, give me the strength to let go, please, is kind of the prayer, right? Yes, so. for sure. I'm, I'm writing that down because Whenever someone shares music with me, <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you gotta listen to the whole album. It's really good. Okay. There's one there that go talks go. about um, maybe we could get to the the helmet of salvation here too when it comes to our, our voice, right? Um, in the end, uh, there's a song on there. It's called the, the 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 feature song is Native Tongue. It's what it's titled, and the whole idea of the song is love is supposed to be our native tongue. Right. Right. Oh my god. So. Anyways, yeah, awesome. Well, any other experiences you want to talk about with that, or? Um, yeah. So I, so I think I love that you said the helmet of salvation. I just love all the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. 
think, okay, fear, right? So first step in fear is remembering who we are and whose we are, and that's putting on that piece of armor. And then the second step is um, placing on the, the breastplate of righteousness, remembering why we're doing it. Remembering why we're doing whatever it is that we're afraid of. It, it helps us so much when we're remembering remembering our heart, remembering our why, when we're addressing something that we're afraid of. I have experienced this. I'll tell you what. This last month especially has been like the biggest I'm stepping out um, of, of the last I don't even know how long. But it's been so big. And I have had so much fear. And as I remember my why and I remember the desires of my heart, it is like the fear totally washes away and I'm able to speak the things that I need to speak without, um, without being afraid. And then I'm able to walk forward and do those things. Right. And so, um, there, there's that. And then, and then the helmet of salvation. Okay. So I'm kind of. <laughs> I think I could probably hear the excitement in your face, even if I couldn't see you. <laughs> it is like the. Oh my gosh! I just I want if I could hug it, I would totally hug. Um, and I think that's one of the things I would say. Thank you when I get there, you know, and I hug my father in heaven. I'm gonna say thank you so much for the armor of God because it got me through so many things. Um, the helmet of salvation, right? Our heart is amazing. Our heart is so amazing. And when we follow our heart and we live in our heart, um, amazing things happen and miracles happen. And we allow the spirit in and to touch us. And, and then we are um, able to touch other people's lives. And that is what protects our heart, not a wall, you know, of fear or a wall, you know, because we place these walls to protect ourselves. Yeah, well, because, like, what is it? Light, light displaces darkness. It doesn't, like, you, know, you don't get rid of darkness by scolding it. You displace it with light. And when you have right. that in your heart, it's like not, nothing else can get in. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, so you've got that, right? You've got that in place, and your heart can do amazing things and can guide you. And your brain can, too. But sometimes our brain trips us up. And we get in this brain loop of like negative thoughts or, you know, that our feelings really stem from whatever it is that we're thinking about. And so our salvation, our saving grace comes from protecting our mind and turning our minds back to the light, turning our minds back to Christ, remembering in our head and in our heart who we are and repenting you know, because we're repenting with our minds and we're repenting with our heart. So by placing that on and really um, um, remembering our why and checking in and allowing God to guide our thoughts, that's going to protect our brain. And it also helps us as we step into things that we're really scared of. So those are three, I think, really key pieces of the armor when you're in fear yeah. and you want to do something so big and you don't know how to do it. Yeah, well, the two things I think of with that as well is, um, I think I mentioned this before in another episode, but I don't remember which one. Have you seen the Princess Diaries movies? Yes. <laughs> the one where, I forget which one it is, where she remembers something like her father or grandfather or something like that said that they came up with a definition of courage in that movie that I actually like a lot better than the one you hear all the time. Oh, 
Courage isn't the absence of fear, it's the mastery of it. I say no. The way they said it in that movie was better. Courage is not the absence of fear, it is the acknowledgement that there is something more important than our fear. Right. That one I yes. like way better. Because how yes. many of us really master our fears? I mean, how many of us really do that, right? The better option is to say, you know, like that lady with the analogy, what's the analogy of the lady who, who's yelling at the young girl who's scared of jumping off the diving board? She says, fine, be scared and do it anyway. She didn't master her fear. She just realized that there's something more important, her own personal progression. Exactly. Be just seeing her and doing it anyway. Yeah. Well, and then, and then for me, too, I, when you talk about helmet of salvation, right, um, the way you relate that to the, the breastplate, I, I don't know if this is just an Asperger's thing. With, like, on, the, on the autism spectrum, but I lost the energy to care about what people think of me ages ago. I care how they feel, that's different. Right. But it's like, people can say and think whatever they want about what I say and things like I mean, obviously I try to be tactful, and <laughs> which I still have to work on sometimes with timing, but um, it's like, why I don't need to care if people think, oh, that's kind of a weird opinion. Well, Good thing I don't care what you think about my opinion. I care how I make you feel, but yeah. So I mean, you know, it's it's it gets easier when you do that. Yes, absolutely, and I think we can do that more as we are turning to Christ and as we are allowing Him to direct our thoughts. Totally. Awesome. Well, um, so the second question I have for you today, and I wrote a song that's actually coming out. Um, if I have it my way, on iTunes and Spotify this December, I have a recording session at the beginning of that month. Um, and the second verse says, When sin and weakness haunt me like thick darkness, and I seek to be made free from their grasp, I remember God my feet has shod with the gospel of his peace. And I, I, I can just, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> and, um, you know, in the next part, If I seek his power coupled every hour with repentant righteous deeds, I will find the divine in me. So how have you seen that effect in your life on the days where you just felt like spiritually on fire wherever you walked? <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so the, your feet, you've shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, right? And peace is not the absence of war. Peace is a feeling we have inside regardless of what's going on. And I really love that. And, and as we are preparing, like when we prepare the soil, we're doing things, we're doing things, right? It's a doing. It isn't a, a thinking. It isn't a feeling. It's, it's a movement. And so when I am in that space and I am moving forward and I'm doing things um, that work towards what I want or that work towards the peace, that it, it, it's like it, it lights the fire for the peace. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, what, what is it? Like everything you do, I, I keep thinking of the, the way transformation happens, right? You can have all the faith you want. You can, what does the scripture say? I can, you know, do all these great things and wonderful stuff, um, but if I have charity, I'm nothing. If I don't have charity, I'm nothing, right? Um, right. Like, you know, that, when, when that fire is lit, when you really care about people enough, when you have that love for yourself, for others, and for God, that fire is there, that's what's going to put you over the top. Um, do, you know, do, you, do you know that little, what is it, the, you match the letters to the alphabet, to the numbers, 
like 1 through 26, and you can spell out like hard work and attitude yeah. and all that stuff, and it gives you those numbers, yeah. right? The, the, the little motivational speaker thing. And then it says, oh, but, uh, you know, attitude gets you all the way there, right? Or something like that, 100%. And I always, when I see that, I'm like, okay, that's good. But then I, I go with something with, I introduce something I learned on my mission. It's like, that's good, but it's not quite enough still because 100% of our efforts still isn't enough, according to the scriptures, to have us have that protection from the former of God. Our efforts alone aren't enough. So then I say, if you actually look at the letters to love of God, it equals with that formula 101%. Only that puts you over the top. I love that. I love that so much. Um, I was I was thinking, I was thinking while you were talking about a relationship I had and how it specifically applies to shotting my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and and how that fired fired me up and had a huge impact. I have a family member. Sorry. It's okay. No worries. Cute cat. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so so there's a relationship that I have that specifically like reminds me of this and how I saw the effect of that. So it's a a family relationship, and it's one that I cannot sever. Does that make sense? And and it was also a family relationship that was extremely difficult. Um, this person, <laughs> to say they didn't like me would be a gross understatement. Oh, boy. And, and it was hard, right? And um, it wasn't what I wanted. And as I prayed and asked what, how, how it could be that I could experience a miracle to experience love with that person, right? Because that was my greatest desire, was to experience love with this person. Um, My first step was to express gratitude and for that person in my prayers. And and that was great. So right, that's first putting on the breastplate of righteousness, which I needed in order to be able to do the do's of walking. Now start from how you're supposed to feel about them. Right, exactly. But the second step, was um, doing things for that person and doing things that I knew that that person would appreciate without any attachment of how it would come, like what the repercussions were going to be. Like what was I going to get out of this? But really just doing it from a place of service. So I feel like that was in itself placing on my (laughs) boots or my really good-looking high heels and um, walking forward and doing those things that I knew in my heart that that's who I was and that's who I would do regardless of who the person was for. And that was preparing our relationship to get to a place of peace. And, And I will tell you that we are now in a place of love with each other. Well, I mean, like what you said there makes me think of Neil A. Maxwell's quote, where he said, um, let's see if I can remember it right this time. Um, let's see here. I think it goes, Love is never wasted because its value does not rest upon reciprocity. Yes, I love that. Right, and, and it's, a, it's a preparation thing. It, it wasn't like it was there. And 
the, the peace wasn't there. And, and it took, honestly, it took a long time for it. To, it took several years for it to get to the place where we could say to each other, I love you. And, and it took me saying it first. And, and it was amazing to see the reaction. And of course we still have our ups and downs. We're family and that's what happens. Um, but, but doing those things, preparing for what it is you want, preparing for the peace that's in your heart and the peace to like really show up. So even though it's not evident yet, you're doing the things to have it be evident. Yeah. And so you're doing what it takes. And then what we can't do with our own efforts, the Lord says, okay, you did something that I wanted you to do. Now I'm going to magnify this, carry it to the heart of the person and little by, by bit, you know, the, the, the sum of the parts are going to be more than the whole. Right, exactly. Because I couldn't, I couldn't have done this without uh, a softening of their heart. Yeah. That had yeah. to happen. Yeah, and, and you can't do that. You, can't yeah, do that. you can't, exactly, you can't soften their heart. That's, that's all God, and, and that's between God and the other person. But I know that my attitude towards that person and my actions towards them made a big difference in us. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things my wife told me is, Take it slow. Like, don't push them past where they can go. Like, you know, don't, don't sit there and, but you this, but you that. No, 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 no. You have to just be there for them and let them change on their own time and forgive. And, you know, it's stuck. I, I hope, I feel like it's stuck over the last 10 years. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Forgiving them and forgiving yourself and, and then just putting that on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Like a, 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 that's one of the times where you want it to be like a broken tape recorder. Yeah, absolutely. Repentance is a broken tape recorder in my life. <laughs> and hopefully that repetition eventually gets louder and louder and louder until, you know, you have the change you want, right? Yep, exactly. So, awesome stuff. You know, it's like, I, I'm thinking of that song, um, oh, that, it's a really old one, that uh, primary song, I Walked Where Jesus Walked, is that what it's called? Years back, I don't. I remember how it goes. I remember the the very first part of the melody in my head, but that's about it. But, um. So, um. Last thing I wanted to ask you about, and we'll see where this goes. This will be interesting. One of the first things I'm betting most people, like who are you know familiar with the Book of Mormon, would think of in connection with the armor is either Moroni's or Helaman's army, which I was interestingly enough I was just reading about in the Book of Mormon this morning where. You know, Helaman's like his, his his army, and I. There's a historical fiction I actually wrote about that too, but I digress. Um, you know, and the spiritual physical protection, both that they found in putting on both physical armor and the armor of God. Right? I mean, you look at. Um, I'm at the part now where they've had these. You know, stripling warriors have had those specifically. Those two thousand young men have had so much success, and that one of them has died. And the entire rest of the army, the entire rest of the Nephite army is just shocked. How are they surviving so much of this stuff? Everyone else around them is dying and none of them are getting like, like, wow, you know? It's because, what did Helaman say? They obeyed with exactness, right? Um, so what advice do you have for our listeners who are seeking for more of that spiritual protection, who perhaps are struggling to fight a battle that just seems super overwhelming? Well, the first thing that I would recommend is uh, to take a deep breath <laughs> and, and to breathe in a little bit of light. 
um, because when we feel overwhelmed, we can't think very clearly. The second thing I would say is to simplify it. So, so get in a space where you can hear, which is going to require when, because when you're in overwhelm, your head is, it's your head that's full the most, right? Because even if your heart is full, um, if your head is empty, <laughs> then you can hear more clearly, right? So get into the space where you can hear and then ask Heavenly Father, which piece of armor do I need to focus on right now? Mm-hmm. Which piece of armor will help me the most? And then seek after that piece and research it and ask. And 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 not just asking and researching in the scriptures, but make this a personal conversation that you're having on a regular basis with your Father in Heaven. Because He's going to know, He's going to be the one that can guide you the quickest to being able to place that piece of armor on for yourself. And, and He's going to know specifically for you what action steps are going to be the best thing that you can do to create the most movement and to really um, firm that piece of armor into place. When you say that, I think of what's that conference talk, the last conference, where um, 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 where, I forget which speaker it was too, but they said that, um, you know, maybe it was two conferences ago, where one of the speakers was like, you pray to ask the Lord what you specifically need to do next. And he gave a few of several examples, right? One of them was like, that one guy, stop swearing, clean up your language. That one girl was like, um, clean up your apartment more. Just, it'd be little things that seem trivial maybe, but okay, this is what you can do. Like, I remember my companion, when I was serving here in Hamilton, my second companion, um, he took one look at the apartment, he goes, how did you survive for eight weeks like this? Because it was an emergency transfer in. And... I'm like, I didn't. I've been depressed the last eight weeks. He goes, well, duh, this apartment isn't clean enough. So we spent the whole day just cleaning it up. We didn't proselyte a single bit that day. We just cleaned it up. And he goes, now, now where we can be in a frame of mind, now that we've done something about this, like you said, clear your head space, right? We're in a frame of space where the spirit can dwell more easily. We can clear our heads, get our hearts in the right place, and we can press forward, right? It's about setting the stage, you know? Yes, exactly. And it doesn't and I, I love that example so much because it doesn't have to be something that looks spiritual. It could be something that you would not think has anything to do with what you're dealing with. But it, it's that one thing that Heavenly Father knows and it's a small and simple thing that you can do that will get you back into a more alignment with yourself. I know I, I really have felt like for a long time, and I know that there's that saying, the way you do one thing is the way you do most things. Um, and so I've heard that a lot. But before I heard that, um, I had been feeling like we've got so much symbolism in our life. And if we can address one thing, then it, it will tie into the other without necessarily having to address the thing that's the hardest, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I really struggled with... Um, making it through, like being able to give consistent energy throughout the day. So my thing was, I would get up and I would hit it hard. And then by the time one o'clock came, I was like dog tired because I'd given everything. I'd given all of myself in the first half of the day, right? And I noticed that I was doing that as I was running. 
Um, so when I'd go for a run, I would punch it really hard, and then I I would put her out, you know, and I'd I'd have to walk. And as I was talking to Heavenly Father about what I could do because I was feeling overwhelmed, right, in my life, um, he suggested to me that I slow my run, which was really hard because I was going for time at that point. Um, I wanted to cut down the length of my three-mile run. Um, he suggested that I stop focusing on that and start focusing on con- being consistent in the same speed. And as I addressed that, without even realizing it was happening, I was doing the same thing with my energy throughout the day. Like I was doing acts, I had slowed things down, and it felt so much better. And and I feel like that really ties into um, shotting our our feet with the preparation of the gospel piece, right? (laughs) When you say that, I can almost hear my, I can almost feel my wife saying, hey, she said slow down, you should do the same thing. And I'm like, how much did I tell you that? And I'm like, yeah, I know, hon, I know. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, it's something I'm still working on, so. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's like, have you seen The Flash? Yeah. That's, he always says when somebody says, you know, maybe you got to slow down for once. He goes, oh, speed always was my problem, right? <laughs> So I, the other thing I think of too is when it comes to like kind of consistency and clearing your head, right? I just today actually, or was it yesterday, last night maybe, one of those two, on Facebook I saw this picture, this, this little thing of boiling water, and it, it related it to anger, right? And, and you could relate it to any you know unsettled feeling, right? And it said you cannot see your reflection in boiling water; it has to be cool and calm first. And once it's like that, you can see, like proverb, proverbially, you can see yourself and things as they really are, right? Fight the new drug, one of their their memes that I love, it's my favorite, it says, we don't see the world as it is, we see it as we are. So, you know, you you can feel however you want, but if you can clear your head, say, Heavenly Father, this is how I feel. I know I shouldn't feel this way, please change it. And he can. Right. With With our effort, for sure, because it's all about putting on the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness. I mean, if we're if we're in anger and we say God change my heart but then all we do is reminisce about how angry we are and what the other person has done to us we're we're not applying we're not truly applying those two pieces of armor we're not putting salvation on we're not uh, yeah you um, you choose your thoughts right and if you're not going to choose what's going to help you get that's like it's like saying oh um can you please help me fill up my pool but then you've poked a hole in it it's like what <laughs> I don't understand why that wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Anyways, yeah, thanks so much for your your input on all of this. Uh, anything else that you'd suggest for our listeners today, ways that they can become more like Christ with the armor of God? Have fun. And, and find freedom through it, too. Anything you could say about that? Yes, have fun. And, and it doesn't... God made us so that we could have joy, like men are, that they might have joy. And so ask, what ways 
And how can you have joy with the armor of God? Because Christ, in my opinion, he was joy and he's the epitome of joy. And we can receive so much joy as we place these um, pieces of armor on and and that will really help us to become more like him. Totally. Well, thanks again for everything, for your thoughts and your input and your experience. And I know you've helped out some people with what you've said today. Thank you so much, Paul. I had a blast. Awesome. Good to know. So thanks for listening, everyone. In the next episode, we have uh, James Dunn. He is a man of many talents. Not only is he a family man, he's also a composer, multi-instrument musician, marathon and mountain climber, lover of ancient text, backpacker, storyteller. Good heavens. Olympic torchbearer, audio engineer, music producer, writer, scouter, photographer, a lot of other things. And he is the founder of Treble Clef Music, which has uplifting songs ranging from humor to deeply spiritual, and uh, similar to Seidel, brings positive music to positive thinking people. Um, in short, James describes himself as an explorer of all good things for the mind, spirit, and soul. And our subject matter is going to be part two of our Book of Mormon episodes, and his will be about examples of the ancients. So that's going to be awesome. Tune in. If you have any questions about this episode or if um, something specific you want talked about, feel free to email me at thepulsifier at gmail.com. That's in the description. Um, please go and give that follow link a click on paulpulsifier.podomatic.com. Uh, a lot of people this reaches and helps out. And uh, if you want more of it yourself, please go and check that out. And also written reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook are very helpful. Um, helping get you know find other get, lead other people to the goodness you may have found here so have a great day everyone and remember to stand steadfastly in the freedom god gave us it's kind of weird timing with the siren in the background sorry there guys but until next time this is paul pulsifer